Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Uh Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is indeed risen indeed. It is wonderful to have you with us at St. Matthew Lutheran Church for worship this morning. Today, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that you find reasons to rejoice and be glad as well. We are in our streaming worship. We have also this week, um, you may vote, those at home may be able to see that we have begun limited in-person seating. Hallelujah. So it is wonderful to have some people with us here in person, as well as those of you who are joining us on the stream. For those in person, um, you are welcome to give the verbal responses that are included. We have fewer of them than in a liturgy, but we have included verbal responses. You are welcome to speak those aloud. Um, we are not yet having communal congregational singing. That will hopefully come later, but for now, um, please refrain from the sung parts, but the spoken parts you are welcome to join in on. This morning, before our streaming portion of worship, we did have earlier a baptism. We celebrated the sacrament of holy baptism, and so we welcome today into our church family, Brielle and Ernie, and so we do give thanks for them in the celebration of that sacrament. Let us now prepare our hearts for Worship, we will begin with time of confession and forgiveness. I invite the congregation to rise as you are able. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you to rise if you're able. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Now the feast and celebration all of creation sings for joy to the God of life and love and freedom Praise and glory forevermore. Now is the feast of the Lamb once slain, whose blood has freed and united us to be one great people of God. Now the feast and celebration all of creation sings for joy to the God of life and love and freedom, praise and glory forevermore. For God has come to dwell with us to make us people of God, to make all things new. Now the feast and celebration, all of creation sings for joy to the God of life and love and freedom, praise and glory forevermore. Let us pray. Holy and righteous God, you are the author of life and you adopt us to be your children. Fill us with your words of life, that we may live as witnesses to the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I invite the congregation to be seated. It is the children's time. Good morning. Peace be with you. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. That's right. So we are still in that time of year where we say that special greeting. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And we always have our greeting of peace be with you. But we say that special greeting. You remember we said that was a special thing for Easter. But wait a minute, wasn't Easter a couple weeks ago already? Well, here's the cool thing. Easter isn't just one day. It's a whole season. We have 50 days where we celebrate Easter. So every day is Easter for a whole while still. We have a bunch of weeks to go where we still get to say that special greeting and enjoy those special things. And one of the ways that we know that it's Easter is because we have this candle here. Now, this candle is always here, but for a long time, during Lent, it was way back there. It's hidden in different places, and we don't usually light it. But we light it. It's lit and out front here for Easter. When this candle is lit, it reminds us that Jesus is risen, and Jesus is with us. And so we have it for Easter, and if, there's a few other times that we do it for baptisms and some special things. But it's something special for Easter is this candle. We call it the Christ candle or the Paschal candle, but it's a special candle that reminds us that Christ is risen and he is present with us. And so that's why it's here and out front now, 
and it'll be that way for the next few weeks, and so we can keep using that special greeting, Christ is risen. He is, Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. A reading from the third chapter of Acts. Peter addressed the people after healing a person that was lame. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God then raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. The word of the Lord. The Lord does wonders for the faithful. Answer me when I call, O God, defender of my cause. You set me free when I was in distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. You mortals, how long will you dishonor my glory? How long will you love illusions and seek after lies? Know that the Lord does wonders for the faithful. The Lord will hear me when I call. Tremble then and do not sin. Speak to your heart in silence upon your bed. The Lord does wonders for the faithful. Offer the appointed sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Many are saying, who will show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart more than when grain and wine abound. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me rest secure. The Lord does wonders for the faithful.
A reading from the third chapter of 1 John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The word of the Lord. Praise be to Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Speak, O Lord, your servant is listening. You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. I invite you to be seated. Jesus is risen. This is most certainly true. But it is also but one step, not the whole story. 
In our gospel reading today, it's still that first Easter day. Just that morning, the women had gone to the tomb and found men in dazzling clothes, telling them that he was risen. The disciples hadn't believed them, but Peter had gone to see for himself and found the tomb empty. And then, that afternoon, some of the other disciples were on the road going to the village of Emmaus. Now, the text doesn't tell us why those disciples had decided to walk away from the city, but certainly the place held no happy memories for them. While there, they had experienced fickleness and hatred of the crowds of people, the ruthlessness of those in power, and the quickness with which death can descend. They had lost their leader, their teacher, and their friend. As much as any of that, they had failed to speak up when the moment of crisis had come. They had all hidden and kept quiet while Jesus was arrested, suffered, and died. And now there are these strange reports of the morning. What was going on? What is happening? I suspect they were trying to get away from it all, trying to get some space to make sense. And then Jesus had joined them on their walk, though they did not recognize him until they stopped for a meal and broke bread together. And as soon as they recognized Jesus, he disappeared again from their sight. The wonders continued, the strangeness, the chaos. But the disciples, that moment, they turned around and immediately returned to Jerusalem. Now it says that they nearly made it to Emmaus, a seven-mile walk. But then it says as soon as they finished eating, they turned around. As soon as Jesus disappeared, they turned around and walked those seven miles back to tell the rest of the disciples what had happened. And that's where our reading starts today. Those disciples that had been on the road have just returned and are sharing the story of their experience. And they're all sharing the wonders and the disbelief and the confusion of that day. It must be late. A long day after a long week. And everyone is tired and bewildered, full of fear and confusion. They had set their hopes on Jesus only to watch him be put to death, ending their hopes as well. And then after a day of sorrow and despair, now this long day, with its reports that Jesus is alive and risen. What sense does that make? What are they to make of everything that's happening? What turmoil, what chaos they must be going through. And yet, as they talk, again Jesus himself appears to them. He appears and he says, peace be with you. In this storm of thoughts and emotions and excitement, Jesus begins with peace. He tends to their emotions, that fear, first. And then, once he's dealt with their fear, their emotions, he turns to their thoughts, their doubts. He shows them his hands and feet, invites them to touch him, even eats a piece of fish, all to prove that he is truly there and truly risen and not simply a ghost. He lives. He is risen. But he doesn't stop there. That's not the whole story. Having met their fears and their doubts, 
he then speaks to their hopes. He explains the scriptures to them, explaining his role as Messiah. He teaches. And then he tells them, repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is their hope, that the kingdom of God has come into the world. Not simply that Jesus has risen, but that the kingdom of God has come. The forgiveness of sin has come. Repentance has come into the world. Jesus rising from the dead is but the first step in that hope. It is the beginning of the message of resurrection, not its completion. Repentance and the forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. That's what comes from Jesus being risen, a message of hope to be shared. And they, those disciples, are witnesses of that hope. I would say sometimes even today, we stop too soon in our Easter message. We stop with Jesus being risen, with saying he, he lives, as if that's the full message. But it's just one step in getting to the message. So let's not forget the other steps. So, first, the risen Christ gathers the disciples together. He gets them all in one place. Gathering is first. Second, he tends to their hearts. Peace be with you. Address their fears and their emotions. Gather, attend to the emotions. Third, attend to their doubts. He shows that he is risen indeed. Fourth, he teaches them, showing them in the scripture what this means. Okay, so the first four steps, gathers, peace, tend to their doubts, teach them. And then fifth, he tells them to be witnesses, witnesses to all of these other things. How often in church do we attend to all five of these steps? I think sometimes we forget about them. I think certainly the first four we actually are pretty good at most often. We gather for worship each week in many other, other ways. We offer ways to tend to one another's hearts, one another's minds, in care, in study. So we get to those first four. We proclaim that he has risen. Sometimes better, sometimes worse, but we at least attend to them. But are we able to witness? How often do we get to that fifth step, the actual charge that Jesus gives? Are we able to speak of the ways that the resurrection has transformed us? Are we able to speak of the experience of repentance and having our sins forgiven? Are we able to proclaim that promise to others? How do we do that? I think sometimes we get caught up in those earlier steps and forget that it all leads to that fifth one, that witnessing. But Jesus, with the disciples, he only spent enough time proving that he is truly risen to get to the main point that he wants to make. You are witnesses of these things. You are the ones who can witness and testify to God's renewing power in the Messiah testified to the repentance and forgiveness of sins found in God and attested to in the risen Jesus. That's the point. Witness to the transforming power of God.
How comfortable are we saying that? Specifically, Jesus calls on the disciples to witness to the repentance and forgiveness of sins that he taught. And it is to be done beginning in Jerusalem and moving from there to all nations. It begins in Jerusalem, where they are at. We might recall that in Mark, um, Mark says that the disciples were told to go back to Galilee. Luke is a little different. He doesn't include the Galilee part. He just says they were to stay in Jerusalem, which is where Mark would eventually have them end up as well. So the overriding point is the same, even though there's some little differences. Begin where you are. Testify to what you have seen. In fact, it's interesting to remember that to repent literally means to turn around, turn around from where you were. And so those disciples who were heading to Emmaus were moved to repent in a very literal sense. They turned around from where they were going. They had been moving away from the scene of their troubles, away from the politics and the violence and the power struggles of Jerusalem, away from their failures, out to the village. Perhaps we could see it as running away from their own sins, their failure to speak when crisis hit. Maybe they were even running away from God altogether. But when they encountered Jesus, they turn back, back to Jerusalem, back to the other disciples. They turn around and go back to where it all started. And Jesus then meets them again there and says, begin here, begin where you're at, where the strife is, where you have failed, where it went wrong, start there. Turn around and see that God was there all along. Turn around and see the peace that God brings in that place, in that place where you knew the sin, where you knew failure, where you knew the troubles that meet us in this world. Turn around and find that you are forgiven and you are included in God's plan. You have another chance in the place you already were. And once you have turned around, once you have experienced that, once you have spoken and had your sins forgiven, testify. Tell about God's goodness in the place you are. Tell of God's plan of reconciliation. Tell of the way that God has renewed your hope, renewed your life. You are witnesses. Speak where before you were silent. That's the full steps, the full message of Easter, all five steps. Gather peace. Overcome the doubt. Learn and then speak. And so too for us, there is more to the message than simply he is risen, powerful as that is. We are called to gather, to tend to one another's hearts, minds, and doubts. And having done that, we are called forth into the world around us. We are called to be witnesses, to testify to the transforming power of God that we have seen in our lives. And we are called to speak right where we are, in this world that is full of violent acts day after day, who can even keep up with the news and everything that is in it, full of struggles for power, political wrangling, full of anger and hatred. We are to speak in that world. And by that world, I mean here, in the places we are, in the places around us, the places we live and work and move. We are to turn around and face those things that we would rather ignore and speak a word. Peace be with you. To speak God's peace, the way that Jesus brings peace into the chaos of our lives. 
Testify to it. Testify to Jesus' call to turn away from the roads of power and violence and self-serving attitudes, away from the urge to run away from your own failures and struggles, from our own tendency to run from God. Turn around and testify. God is here. God lives. To witness to the embracing love of God that forgives our sins and moves us to be agents of the risen Christ, agents of the peace he brings. That's the full message of the gospel here of Easter, the fullness of God's embracing love. It's the reason that Jesus being risen matters. We proclaim he is risen so that we may witness to the ways he brings new life and renews us so that others may be transformed by his peace as well. May it be so with us. Amen. Please rise as you are able, and let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit, 
and the Virgin Mary and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Alive in the risen Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God, who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. We give thanks for the signs of new life around us and for the continued promise of renewal that you bring into this world, O God. We give thanks for your calling to us to be messengers of hope in this world. Empower us to live out our baptismal calling to be images of new life and healing to those we encounter. Strengthen those who are weak and those who serve others. Guide us in being part of your continued mission by the power of your Holy Spirit. Living God, in the midst of Easter joy, we are still filled with questions and wondering. Open our hearts and minds as we encounter the scriptures so that the church embodies repentance and forgiveness in the name of Jesus to all nations. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Creating God, like a master artist, you have fashioned the universe out of your love and delight. Heal your creation where it is in need of restoration. We pray for all of those who need to sense your presence with them, especially Nancy Beth, Dallas, Marge, Karen, Paul, John, Janet, Avis, Alexis, Dave, Chris, Elise, Patricia, and Willie. Provide all the inhabitants of earth a peaceful and sustainable home. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of all, the nations hunger and thirst for your righteousness. Many call on you for guidance and strength. Answer their hopes with the peace of Christ and give your loving kindness to national, state, and local leaders of people. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Healing God, you hear the cries of those in need and answer them in their distress. Grant to those who are sick and suffering your compassion and nurse them back to health and wholeness, especially Denise, Skip and Jerry, Tom, Anita, Laura, and Dennis. Be close to the hearts of the lonely. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Loving parent, you have given us such love that we should be called the children of God. Reveal yourself to us so that we in this community of faith will become more and more like you 
in our mutual love and bold witness. Strengthen this congregation's ministries of care and concern as we pray especially for Barry, Kathy, Christopher and Matthew, Robert, Dick and Alice, Jean and Bernie. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of new life, we give you thanks for the gift of baptism. We rejoice in the baptisms of Brielle and Ernie today and pray that you continue to welcome them into new life in you. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of all times and ages, those who have died in you now see you as you are. We thank you for their lives among us. Assure us of the peace you have promised that we may join them in everlasting life. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share signs of that, that peace. Peace, 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 peace. And God's peace to you. Once again, good morning and welcome to live stream and in-person worship from St. Matthew Lutheran Church. We're so pleased you've joined us today. And if it's your first virtual visit, we'll hope you'll continue to tune in. We also hope that you enjoyed the Synod-sponsored worships last Sunday. Synod gave all worship leaders throughout New Jersey a day off. Wasn't that nice? And Sunday School with Camp Crossroads continues today at 11.15. However, please note, next Sunday only, April 25th, it's finally here. In celebration of Earth Month, our green team will present a very special lesson to all Sunday School families entitled Environmental Superheroes. That's next Sunday, April 25th at 11.15 a.m. By the way, all are welcome to participate. And for those who attend Adult Forum, we have a special guest for April 25th Adult Forum at 10.30 a.m., Anthony Briggs, Director of Crossroads Camp and Retreat Center. Anthony is a fun and engaging presenter. He's our featured speaker. Also, join the Fellowship and Congregation Care Ministry for an evening of laughter and fun when they host another Zoom event scheduled for Saturday evening, April 24th at 7 p.m. That link will be provided in the weekly e-blast. And we're looking for a few additional volunteers to serve as Sunday morning AV operators. If you're interested, contact Ethan Gear, who is listed in the directory. And as you can see, we've reopened for reservation requested, limited seating, COVID protocol observant, in-person worship. Say that three times first, there's a mouth. If you'd like to attend, please email me at my Gmail address by noon on Friday, and I will acknowledge your request. If we've reached capacity for that week, 
you'll be placed at the top of the list for the following week. Thank you. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings. As you have raised us to new life in Christ, give us glad and generous hearts, ready to praise you and to respond to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. I invite you to rise as you are able for our prayers. Um, and please note brought your offering in person there is an offering plate on the way out you may place it there now gathered into one by the holy spirit let us pray as jesus taught us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God. God. Alleluia. Alleluia.